But Matthew 25, verse 14, the parable of the talents. I love this story. Let's check it out. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them. While he was gone, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags to another, and one bag of silver to the last guy. He divided it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. Doesn't seem very fair, does it? I mean, it's 2019, everything should be fair. (laughs) Nothing's fair. Why does he get five and I get one? Why does he get two and I get one? Sounds like my kids. (laughs) And your kids too, because all kids are the same. I don't know, I'm not sure what happens in the womb, but they come out like that. Hopefully they grow out of it. Verse 16, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and he earned five more. He invented a product called the Abswing. He went on Shark Tank, he made a deal with my favourite shark, Mark Cuban. Mark, if you're listening to this, I'd love to do a deal with you. Not sure what, but let's connect. Uh, He doubled his money. He did very well. As you would expect to invent an ab swing, you should make some money out of an ab swing. Verse 17, the guy with two bags, he also went to work. He didn't have an ab swing business, but he had a taco stand. And he did very well. He doubled his money as well. He opened up near uh, Chipotle and he didn't charge for extra guac. That's right. How much is my burrito? Five dollars. Oh no, you got extra guac. It's five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, George, you can't go to college because Daddy liked guac. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's just I just kind of feel like they should change that. Anyway, he did very well with his taco stand, but then there's this other guy who had one bag of silver. This is where it just gets bad, you guys. This was a great story up until now. Servant number three gets his bag of silver. He digs a hole in the ground and he hides his master's money. One thing I've always uh, wondered about this story is, I wonder if servant three, the one talent guy, wonder if he buried his own money as well. Like I wonder if he put his own money to work, but he wouldn't put his master's money to work because it wasn't his. I think there's another whole message in that thought of, how you and I deal with something that's not ours, but is, belongs to another man. That's another message for another time. Verse 19, after a long time, the master returned from his trip and he called them to give account of how they used his money. The servant with the five bags came forward. He said, Master, you may have seen my commercials on TV. <laughs> and you may wanna notice that I've got abs now, <laughs> uh, but you gave me five talents and got five more. The master says, well done, you good and faithful servant. You're amazing. And you've got abs. So that's a win, win, win. (laughs) And then the the other guy comes along and he says, uh, with the two talents, he says, master, I've uh, started a little taco shop and things are going well here. I've also managed to multiply what you've given me. And the master says in verse 23, "You've, uh, you've gained weight. But well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's pop some champagne. Or if you don't drink, let's pop some juice and let's celebrate. 
Then the servant with one bag of silver came. This is where, again, it gets worse, you guys. He says, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. It's interesting because the Bible doesn't say he's a harsh man. It doesn't say that. It was actually his filter. It was actually his perspective. He wasn't a harsh man, but he thought he was a harsh man. Just a side thought. You may wanna write that down. I thought you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I'd lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. I didn't lose it, but I'm giving it back. The master said, you wicked and lazy servant. Wow. It's a little harsh, isn't it? Wicked and lazy? My gosh. I mean, if you, if you said, that, said that to a young person today, they'd need to go to a, one of those safe rooms. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Wicked and lazy. My goodness. It's a little extreme. He didn't lose the money. I mean, if he lost the money, I'd, I'd, I would understand that. But he still said wicked and lazy. Interesting. Because faithfulness is not maintenance. Faithfulness is multiplication. You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops, I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate, then why didn't you put my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. It's another interesting thought, isn't it? Like I haven't dug a hole recently. I don't uh, intend to anytime soon. But I have dug a hole in my life, several in fact, in my younger years, and gosh, what a great time that was. But if I had the choice between digging a hole to bury money or, or going through my drive-through, Bank of America. Hello, somebody. You don't get out of your car these days. <laughs> Luxury. If I had the choice between going for a little drive and dropping off some money in the bank or digging a hole to bury the money, I, I mean, common sense, you just go to the bank. It's safe. It's, e it's actually easier. It would have been easier for this guy to put the money in the bank than to dig a hole and bury it. Verse 28, then he ordered, take the money. From this guy, give it to the one with 10, the abswing guy. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But for those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, okay, this, is, this gets pretty rough right here. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> Raise a hallelujah for that one. That's... <laughs> That's, that's, there you go. That's getting real right now. That is getting real. So to summarize what has just happened, maybe you, this, is, this is new to you. Maybe the Bible is a book you've never opened in your life. Maybe you've, been, uh, you've heard this story once or twice before. But to summarize what just happened, we, we had a boss, a boss of a big company. He had three employees, a superstar, a middle rate kind of guy, and then an entry level guy. He gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. The guy with five did well, the guy with two did well, the guy with one buried it. So what happened was when he came back from his long trip to Cabo, the boss said, hey guys, how'd you go with what I gave you? And we all know what happened. The, the guy who had one didn't do anything with it. So he takes it from him, gives it to the guy, the superstar, the number one guy. And that's the way the story goes. And it's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. So I love this story. There's a lot to talk about within this story itself. But I would, I would put it to you today. I would put it to myself today. I wonder if God was to show up this afternoon 
to my house and, and get me and a couple of my friends and, and, and pull us aside for a little, little meeting. And I wonder if God would, would show me, hey, Drew, here are all the things I've given you. Here are all the, the talents I've given you. Here are all the abilities I've given you. Here's all the passions I've given you. Here's all the skills I've given you. Here's the family I've given you. Here's a picture of everything I have given you. I wonder if God did that for me. And then God would say, and you know what? I've given you so much. Let's, let's circle back at the end of your life and let's see how you go. I wonder how that would change me. I wonder how that would change perhaps my perspective. I would like to think that after such a meeting where God would show me, here's everything I've given you for your life. I would like to hope that I would walk away from that meeting with God with a, a deeper level and a deeper appreciation for my responsibility for what God has given me to steward on this earth. You see, there's God's sovereignty and then there's our responsibility. And both those things are at play at any given time. So I wonder if sometimes we, we myself included, we, we bury in the ground something that God has given us to be responsible for. I even wonder if sometimes we, we delegate back to God things that He has perhaps given to us to be responsible for. Oh God, make my marriage awesome, which is not a bad thing to pray. But I think if I was God, I'd probably look down and go, go on a date night. <laughs> Flowers? I mean, they're reasonably priced at Vons. Just take the tag off. It's a, it's a husband hack. You're welcome, guys. Go on a date night. Have fun. Flowers. Just a couple of ideas. Oh God, make my finances awesome. I'm tithing. I'm doing everything right, God. Make my finances amazing. And God's like, have you got a budget? Because some Christians are all up, they're good with the 10%. The other 90, oh, no idea what's going on. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just trying to help some people today. You know, doesn't, doesn't, does it hurt to read a Dave Ramsey book? I mean, some, some folks might want to get Dave Ramsey tattooed on their arm. <laughs> just as a reminder for the other 90. <laughs> just trying to help somebody. God, make my finances awesome. God, God make, my, make my career awesome. God, God, give me a promotion. And God's like, I'm trying but you're late to work every day. And you're by the water cooler talking stuff when you should be working. Maybe just, I'm just throwing it out to take, maybe take some initiative, do, do a project that's not even within your scope of your responsibility outside of work hours, just to say, hey boss, like I just, I had some time on Saturday. I just did this little thing here. I just think it might help the, the company. God's trying to promote you. God's sovereignty, our responsibility. Oh 
Oh God, use me. Oh, this is great. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I never intend to offend. God, use me. We, we, we all wanna be used by God, don't we? God, use me. Make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing. But all you've given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Sometimes we worship better than what we live. God, use me. Six months later, oh, church just wants to use you. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. You're on your knees crying on the altar, having a big moment saying, God, use me. And then God used you and now you're upset about it. God is like, what is happening down there on earth? Angels, help me. God, use me. And God's like, yeah, I want to. Would you just get planted? Just do the pathways thing. There's, there's free lunch and there's free childcare. Like we're not asking much. Just do that. Just get on a team. Just get on any team. God, make me whatever you want me to be. Get on the parking team. Well, not anything you want me to be. I mean, I mean, come on, God. I didn't mean anything. Make me something that I want to be. Make me that. God, use me. God's sovereignty and our responsibility. I wonder if the guy who buried the talent buried it and did the cliche Christian thing. He visited his friend with the taco stand, visited his friend with the ab swing business. Meanwhile, he's praying to God, God, when I dig up that talent, I'm believing you. Oh, you're gonna magically just do everything for me. Just throwing it out there. It's just a thought. I wonder if sometimes we give back to God the things that He has given to us. There are some things in life that can only be achieved through prayer. But then there are some things in life that can only be achieved through faithfulness. The title of my message today, for those of you taking notes that want to go to the special part in heaven where the note takers live, <laughs> which is gated. It's very safe. It's very safe. Made for multiplication. Made for multiplication. Let's pray. God, I thank you for every single person here at the 12 p.m. service. God, I thank you that we are a campus packed full of people who are made not to maintain things that you give us, but we're made to multiply everything you've given us. And everyone said... Amen, amen. Alrighty, for all you note-taking people out there, I've got four points today, which is unusual for me. I usually have three, but I'm throwing a fourth one in today. You're welcome. <laughs> the first point is this, did the servant bury it because it wasn't enough? I wonder if the servant, servant three, the bad one, I wonder if he was given his one talent independently away from the other two. I wonder if he would have treated it differently. You see, because he was given one and then he was looking at the guy that got two and the other guy that got five. I wonder if he just, 
I wonder if it was a private meeting, if that would have changed anything for him. I wonder if, if, if sometimes in life we, we get given something from God, but it, it's probably just a bit too small. But let me encourage some people today that whatever God's given you, whether it's something big or something small or something in, in between, develop whatever gift, whatever thing God has given to you. You wanna be a worship leader? Then develop that gift. Get singing lessons. You wanna be a business guy? Go to Pathfinders, get around business people in the church. Oh, you wanna be in ministry? You wanna, you wanna run a ministry one day in our church? Then start serving in that ministry under somebody else. There's an old saying that we've, probably all heard is that hard work beats talent. And I believe that faithfulness beats gifting. I've seen faithful people with little ability go further than gifted people with little faithfulness. Let me say that again, because I know some of you guys are on MySpace and you're gonna wanna post it. I've seen faithful people with little ability go further than gifted people with little faithfulness. Listen, there are gifted people everywhere and we've all got different gifts. That's awesome. That's awesome. But the kingdom's not built so much on gift. The kingdom's built on faithfulness. It's built on faithful people. I look at our amazing team of people. I look at beautiful Kaylee. Stand up, Kaylee. Give the people a wave. I didn't tell her I was doing this, you guys. No one's safe in church. Kaylee is phenomenal. I was an intern with Kaylee eight years ago and she was a great worship leader back then. But guess what? She's taken that gift and over the years she's developed it. She's gotten less, she, she's worked on that gift. And now she's one of the greatest worship leaders in our church. You're amazing, Kaylee. I look at Christian and Lapita Franco. You guys can stand up too. When they walked into our church, I knew they were awesome from, from the very get-go. I knew when they walked into our, the movie theater, these guys were gonna be great. And they were great, but I've seen them grow. I've seen their, their leadership ability and their pastoral care ability just continue to grow, continue to develop because they're always asking questions. They've never quite arrived. And I love that about them. God can use these guys. If you guys can sit down, give it up for the Francos as well. Listen. God can use anybody if you're willing to be faithful. You might even have a two out of 10 gifting, but I promise you, if you're faithful, you'll go further than the guy with the eight or the nine that doesn't value faithfulness. All right, just some thoughts there. So I would have to ask myself the question today is, have I buried anything in the ground because it wasn't big enough? And what does that tell God about me? You see, Luke 16 verse 10 says this, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, then you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. So if you have something small and you bury it, you are shooting yourself in the foot because you are, you are burying the exact thing that God wants you to do something with. And even if you don't have it necessarily buried, but you're not faithful with it, guess what? You won't, if somehow you magically get the big thing, you won't be faithful with that either and you'll lose that too. I'm sorry, this is like not like, you know, 
We should, we should sing a worship song halfway through this message just to like, <laughs> let's raise a hallelujah, you guys. But here's, this is why this is important. Because the devil wants you to believe that whatever God has put in your hands, that is not big enough. So why bother try? Why, why, why step out and, and, and even bother doing anything? I'm, I'm never gonna make it. This guy's got two. This guy's got five. I've only got one. What, what could I possibly even do with one? He wants you to bury it because it, he wants to lie to you and say, man, you're never gonna do anything with that thing. Just bury it. No, why bother trying? Why bother? The Bible says that you and I should not despise the days of small beginnings. In fact, everything that was big was once small. And I love small beginnings. I think that you and I should be as pumped about a small beginning as we are about a big ending. Someone say amen. I remember when we started South Campus. Five years ago, we, were, we didn't start with this great big, you maybe knew here, we didn't start with this building. We didn't just show up one day and, <laughs> how convenient. A massive, the panels are already in, those special grey panels that do something are here. There's a stage. Oh, there's a massive group of people. That's awesome. South Campus began in Matt and Vanessa Lee's living room. And there's a picture of it. And here we are. That's, that's, that is the beginning of South Campus five years ago, you guys. That is the beginning. And um, it's a bit stretched, so I actually, no, actually I was that big. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's Annika and Josh and Caleb and Stephen. And man. and let me just tell you that when I got there, I remember that day. I had a Bible study. We talked about the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. I was equally pumped and excited that day as I was about this morning getting here to speak to a few hundred people today. Because I'm pumped about the small thing. I'm pumped about it. And then... A little bit of time went by and, and then we, we started having these like once a month kind of worship nights at Matt and Vanessa. We got too big for the living room, so we had to go to the backyard. And there we have this, there's Dr. K again in the back. It's George Valdez worshiping up there, probably doing oceans or something. Um, and this photo was brilliant because this was taken just a few seconds before the irrigation system switched on because Maddie Lee forgot to reprogram it and we all got soaked. But again... That's, I was up there, I'm, I've got my, my fist in the air, I'm, I'm doing a fist thing because I was pumped, because I, I was pumped about, I'm, I was pumped. I was like, this is amazing. Honestly, I was like, if this is all we ever have, I, I just, this is cool. I love 30 people in the backyard. This is amazing. I'm not like, this is a stepping stone. Oh, this is just a thing, I'm, I'm gonna serve on this team until I get recognized and then I will arrive. And all the glory. That was amazing. And then we went to a movie theater and we started with, um, I think I can see a, I, can, I know that head. I know that shiny head right there. <laughs> that looks like a Mexican cutie's head. We, we, you know, we, we had a movie theater. We had, we had like a hundred and something people coming along and we had the smallest movie theater there. And then we filled that and so we got the bigger theater, then we went to two services, within a couple of years there's 600 people coming, but I was equally as pumped the entire time. 
And I get, uh, sometimes, and I'm not saying this to like blow my own horn or anything stupid like that. I'm not that gifted. I'm 100% not that gifted. Ask my parents. Like I'm not that talented. But I, but I do know how to be faithful. Emma and I know how to be faithful. So we know that, that talent is not gonna be as important when you're faithful. And so sometimes I get like, you know, like um, people come visit our campus like from maybe like a different church and they're like, oh, pastor, you know, I, I wish I had this building. If I had this building, then my church would be amazing. And I'm like, oh, no. Because <clears throat> even if you got the building, you're not pumped about 100 people in the movie. You're not pumped about, if you can't be pumped about 10 people in the living room, don't think for a second. If you can't be pumped about just showing up and picking up some trash, don't think for a second that you're gonna preach or something crazy like that. Come on, let's be people that are pumped about the small things. Let's not take our shovel and bury what God's given us because it's not big enough. Let's be people, let's be people that say, God, whatever you've given me, whether it's one talent or five, if I'm the gifted guy or the bottom of the, bottom of the, the rung guy, I'm gonna be faithful with whatever you've given me. Someone say amen. We always ask God for trees, but God gives us seeds. If we get distracted, oh man, I wish I was on level 10. I used to play Donkey Kong. I love it. Super Nintendo, come on somebody. Best gaming system of all time. Yeah, I've got a nod over there, Chicago Bulls hat, yes. Oh man, uh, there's so many Christians that wanna be on level 10 of Donkey Kong, but they're on level three. Guess what comes before level 10? Level nine, level eight, level seven. And, and if you're upset about not being on level 10, guess what? You're gonna resent level two. You're gonna resent level six. You're gonna resent level nine. Just be happy with wherever you're at, doing whatever you're doing. Be content in that space. And let me just encourage you today. Just keep doing what you're doing. God will see that faithfulness and God will promote you. That's where it comes from, amen? Don't bury something because it's not big enough. All right. Second point, did, did the servant bury it? You guys doing okay today? All right, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a heavier topic, but we're good for it. Um, did, the, did the servant bury it because he was a little bit complacent? You see, I guess, I guess laziness, he, he was called wicked and lazy, we've established that. But so laziness can be traced back to, to probably a root of, of, of complacency. Perhaps the servant who buried the talent was just happy with where he was at just a little bit comfortable and complacent. I think there's a big difference between being content and being complacent. I think you and I need to be content, but we should never be complacent. To be content is to be in a state of peaceful happiness. That's a good thing. That's good. Peace, happiness, awesome. Complacency though is to be self-satisfied and accompanied by an unawareness of actual dangers and deficiencies. Those two things are way different. We're called to be content, not complacent. And I think that we would probably all agree that the ultimate picture of a lazy person, we would think of the cliche 18 year old kid living with his parents, not paying rent, eating nacho cheese, which is the best flavor, Doritos, on the couch, playing video games all day. We would think that's, that's what a lazy person is. But I've, I've discovered that complacency is actually a thing that anybody can battle with at any stage in life. In fact, I've discovered that the more success, the further along you go, you're actually more prone to being complacent. 
than the, because the 18 year old's got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. He's 18, he's living with his folks, he's, he's eating nachos, he's just chilling. He's playing games, he's got nothing to lose. But, but when you and I actually get something to lose, if we're not careful, we can become complacent. And when we become complacent, we stop playing to win and we start playing to not lose. But let me tell you, no matter what stage of life you're in today, whether you are the 18 year old on your parents' couch, come on, get a job. If, whether you are the 18 year old on the parents' couch, or maybe you're mega successful and maybe you're, you're at the other end of life and you're, and you're just 65 years old and you're thinking, man, just kick back and just retire. No matter where you are in this whole spectrum of life, just don't become complacent in that because God has always got more for you. Don't ever get comfortable in where you are and, and get the shovel out and say, ah, you know what? I'm cool with where I'm at. I'm just gonna bury this thing that God's given me. No, no, God always has more for you. He's always got more for you. I don't care how old you are, what you've done, where you've been, how successful you might've been. There's always more for you. Here at C3 Church, one of the reasons why we encourage people to serve is because we don't want you to become complacent. Even within yourself, of, of, even within your Christianity or even within the church. That's why we have a, a serving and soak culture. We encourage everybody. Hey, church is awesome. We have a different 5 p.m. from a different morning service for this reason. So people can come to church on one service and receive and, and soak and then come to the other service and, and actually serve and, and put your hand to the plow and help build the church. And let me just encourage you today, as we, as we celebrate this All In Sunday, if you're not yet serving on a team, today would be a great day for you to start that process. Be a phenomenal thing for you to do. And let me tell you that here at C3 Church, we want people to serve because of a vision that our church and our pastor has, not because of guilt. We never guilt anybody into serving here. Well, we really, we need you to serve. Those cars don't park themselves out there. We, we don't guilt, oh, people, people are, you know, people are walking away from God and no one's looking after all the children. We need you. We don't guilt, we don't, listen. If we have to guilt somebody to start serving, we're gonna have to guilt them to keep serving. That sounds like an exhausting, terrible thing to be doing. We don't guilt, we don't manipulate, we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we, we have a vision. C3 Church is going somewhere. We are doing something and we would love for you to jump on board and be part of it. That's it. That's why we want you to serve. Be part of what God's doing. Join in. It's fun. God's doing something amazing. And maybe there's some people here today and you've just gotten just a little bit complacent, even within church of, oh, you know, God's never gonna use me for anything much. Or maybe, oh, God's used me. He's done some things for me. My best days, they're behind me. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. Okay, number three, my third point. Did the servant bury it because he had a condition called tomorrow-itis? Oh, tomorrow-itis. Has anybody ever had that condition apart from me? I'll, I'll join the gym tomorrow. I'll go on a diet tomorrow. Can I get a carne asada, uh, fries, extra, extra sour cream, extra guac, and five chicken tacos, and flan, I need flan. So I'm starting my diet tomorrow. 
young single guy. Yeah, I'll ask her on a date tomorrow. Just trying to help some people mingle up in here, you know. Find your spouse in the house. I'll start serving in church tomorrow. A wise man, very wise, Garth Brooks, in 1989 said, If tomorrow never comes, what if tomorrow never comes? Because you only have today. I wonder if the guy with the talent, maybe he just, maybe he just buried it thinking, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a day, <laughs> visit my friend's taco stand, get myself that ab swing. And then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna dig that thing up tomorrow. I'll deal with it then. I wonder if he just said that. But then tomorrow became another day and became another day and became a week, became a month, became a year. And after his master got, got, got back from, it says a very long trip, so he went for a while. I wonder if he just kept putting it off. I wonder if the devil could just get you to delay the call of God in your life long enough. Because here's the thing, the devil does not have to get you and I to necessarily deny the call of God in our life, just delay it. Because if we can continue to keep delaying it, eventually there will, there will be no more tomorrow. It's a morbid thing to say, but this is the truth. If he can get you and I to delay it, eventually it will be denied. Because the truth is this, there's, there's never like a, a perfect season of your life. There's never a perfect time in your life to start surfing. Like if, you, if you're waiting for, for a lunar eclipse and the stars to align and everything to be perfect and the weather's right, and the conditions are perfect and a butterfly flew, fly, flew right by you and you realise, oh my gosh, this is the perfect time. To, I, can, I can now start serving God. There's always, a, there's always a reason for the season. Christians, we love saying season, don't we? I'm just going through a hard season. It's a busy season. It's a hard, difficult season, challenging season, discouraged season. Like it's always a season. There's always a season. There's a reason in every season to not serve. There's a reason in every season to not serve. When you're young and you're a student, you can be, you know, I'm, I've got a great reason. I've got to study right now. I've got to pass these exams. I've got college, I've got high school, whatever. Besides, I'm too young. And then you get out of, get out of college, get out of school, and you, now you're a young adult. So now, you, now you're in this, uh, busy season, busy <laughs> trying to start your career and form and forge your path and find that spouse, which is a part-time job in itself. So you, you know you can't serve then because you're a busy young adult trying to make your life happen. Then you get married, then you that that new married season. Oh, then you just gotta focus on your marriage. <laughs> I'm just gonna go there for this because I just have had this conversation a couple of times. But like, if you're young married or maybe you're single, you're gonna get married soon. Let me encourage you, serve at church with your spouse. It's a good thing. Serve together at church. I just wanna focus on our marriage. We're gonna spend every moment together all the time. I've never ever sat with a young married couple or a newly married couple even. And, and things are going really bad. I'm like, gosh, what happened to you guys? <gasps> we joined the high team together. <laughs> and we wore these bright blue shirts and <sighs> I just wasn't attracted to her. 
And then we were having all this fun on the door of church together. We had to get there 38 minutes early for the 922 rally. That's 38 minutes we could have spent gazing into each other's eyes in bed. And we started just drifting apart from each other. Serve together. That's the good thing for your marriage. That's the, you want to start your marriage on the right foot? Serve together in church. Just, just want to say that. Make sure. Do you want to have a season where we just don't do anything? I've never seen that work out for anybody. Okay. Then you get kids. Now, if you thought you were busy, <laughs> any young married couple that think they're busy and they have not got, had kids yet, just, I can't wait till you have kids. It's going to be hilarious. And then you have kids. And then, oh, it's another busy season. How can God possibly use someone with children? He didn't think it through at all. He's like, oh, didn't think about that. <laughs> children are quite busy, aren't they? But let me tell you, a great thing you can do is actually make Sunday your family day where you come to church with your family, like Frankie and Maria serving at church with their kids. All their kids serve in church. It's brilliant. Serving together as a family. My dad's birthday was just a couple of months ago. He just turned 60 and I sent him a gift. And I, and part of the gift, I, I got these um, like post-it notes and I wrote down 60 uh, things I appreciated about my dad. I know it's very thoughtful. I'm a very thoughtful, deep person. Um, so I wrote down 60 things about my dad. And I was, I was blessed to grow up with a really phenomenal dad. And, I, and I, was writing, I, I was writing down all these different things I was so thankful for for him. And one of the first ones that came to mind is, and probably one of the most important ones was, Dad, thank you for taking me to church when I was a kid every Sunday. Every, when we were on vacation, we'd find a church to go to on vacation. Every Sunday, even when I didn't want to go. Every Sunday, every Sunday. What a great, what a great testimony that is. Let me just encourage some parents today. <laughs> Let me encourage you. The other week I was driving to church and my little Georgia, she's six years old, she's hilarious. She decided to tell me that she didn't want to go to church today. <laughs> so I just laughed. And I just turned the radio up. Because we're not even going to have that conversation. Because since when do the kids get to decide what the family is doing today? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to serve the Lord together because God is into family. He is into it. Tomorrow, Itis, you'll never have the right season, my friend. I'm sorry. It's bad news for some of you. You thought it would get easier. Listen, you'll never have the perfect season. Serve God. Start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. My fourth and final point. Almost out of time. Did the servant bury it because he was afraid? The Bible says that he was definitely afraid. I believe this is probably the main reason that he buried what God had given him. He was afraid. He was fearful. What if I lose it? So he buried it. At least if I bury it, I maintain it. But God hasn't called you and I to maintain His cause to multiply. And I want to ask you the question today. What is playing it safe doing for you in your life? What, what, what is... What is risk aversion? I'm not willing to take any chances doing for you in your life. If I was to, to get up here and, and preach this gospel and say, hey, 
Become a Christian, serve God because your life is gonna become so easy and predictable and boring. I would be preaching the wrong gospel. I found it's the opposite. I found the gospel is full of people who served God and it wasn't boring. It wasn't predictable. It wasn't a drag. It was an honour. It was fun. It was exciting. It's an adventure. Serving God is an adventure. But the devil wants to put fear into you and I that we would bury the calling, the promises, the giftings, the talents, whatever God has given us. He wants to put fear in you and I so that we bury what God has given us. We bury it in fear. What is fear stopping you from doing in your life? If fear was not even an option for you, what would you do? What would you do? It's gotten quiet. Oh, I want to to start a business, but what if I fail? But what if you don't fail? Oh, I want to join the worship team. I want to audition, but what if I don't get in? Well, you're not in now. So if you audition and you don't get in, nothing's changed in your life. (laughs) You just got some free feedback on how to get better at singing. (laughs) I'm just saying, what if? What if? What is fear stopping you from doing? What if I start serving and something bad happens to me? What if I get offended? Fear has a what if for everything. Oh, what if you start serving in the cafe and you make the wrong drink for somebody? What if you serve in the parking team and you get sunburnt? Or you get hit by an Uber driver? I don't know. It's never happened, you guys. What if if you're serving in kids' church and... And one of my children bites you. I don't know, it's probably gonna happen. It's happened before. (laughs) What if? Fear has a what if for everything. Everything. What if? Oh, the devil loves to do what ifs because he gives you the shovel and says, what if? You're right, devil. I'm just gonna go ahead and bury that thing and just forget about it because what if something goes wrong? But let me tell you today, faith also has a what if. What if, what if getting planted actually meant that you would flourish? What if you joined a team and you started to serve and you found greater purpose in your life? What if you started that connect group and all of a sudden you found yourself in the calling of God, becoming a leader? What if you started that business and it just worked out well? What if you changed careers and that worked out well? What if, fear has a what if, And faith has a what if as well. Which one are we gonna listen to? Are we gonna listen to the devil and bury everything God's given us in the ground? Bury our dreams, bury our talents. What a sad thing it would be to get to the end of your life on your rocking chair and looking at your life you've lived and think, gosh, I wish I'd done so many other things. My friend, I don't ever want that for me. I don't want that for you today. I don't want us to be a church of people who, who, who are the if only crowd. If only I try, if only trust God. I'm telling you, there's some people in here today and that shovel that the devil has used through fear for you to bury dreams, visions, purposes, callings, whatever He has caused you to bury. Today is your day to take that same shovel, but with faith, dig that thing back up. With faith, try again. With faith, believe again with faith trust God again today what if you 
took that shovel and stopped maintaining what God has given you and start multiplying what God has given you. Whether it's big or whether it's small, be faithful in what God has given you. And I'm telling you, my friend, life is gonna be, you're gonna find yourself pinching yourself at the goodness of God. Someone say amen in church today. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com. 